Welcome to the Homilies and Reflections podcast by Father Steve Anderson from Holy Redeemer Church. This is probably the most significant homily I'm going to give all year. It really is. And so uh, I I really want to do a good job, and I, I hope your hearts and ears are open to what the Holy Spirit's trying to speak to our church and to our world and the work God's trying to do among us. But before I do, I want to call someone out. Uh, During the second reading, uh, just now, uh, I felt my phone vibrating in my back pocket. And I'm like, I'm a priest. Who would call me during Mass? And so last week, my son actually called me in the second reading during the Mass. And so I had to look. I had to say, who in the world would dare call me at Mass? It was the same son. (laughs) You know him. He teaches with you. So, Stephen, I just called you out for calling me at Mass two weeks in a row. Uh, Okay, that has nothing to do with a homily. Uh, Most significant homily, and I have to do that, right? So, uh, uh, there's a concept that I want us to get. And if you get nothing else, just get this concept. Praying shapes believing. Okay? Can you just say that in your head? Praying shapes believing. And what it means is that the way we pray shapes what we believe, how we think, and what we do. And in the Catholic Church, the prayer of the church, not a prayer, of any church, but the prayer of the church is the Mass. It's the Eucharistic prayers that we say here. This Mass that we pray is intended to completely transform us because in this world, how many know (laughs) in this world there's not a lot of what we pray for at Mass? For instance, I was listening to a YouTube video about marriage. It, was, it had the great title, It's Why You're Going to Marry the Wrong Person. All right? And so I, okay, I'll bite. I got to watch this one. And in it, it described what love was. It said love is in, interpreting someone or their behaviors in the most charitable and most generous way possible. And I'm like, that's pretty good. Just, you know, always seeing the best in someone. Loving them means always interpreting whatever they do in the most charitable and the most generous way. I'm like, wow, and I'm so impressed with that. I go to bed, and I get up the next morning while I'm making my coffee, I put on the news. And on the news, I hear people talking about people in the most non-charitable, most non-generous way possible. They're trying to destroy the people they're talking about. That's what our world is trying to do instead of what we're trying to do, because what we believe in is love. What we believe in is unity. Usually I preach on the gospel, and the gospel is a reference really to the Eucharist, and so I am going to use the Eucharist, the Eucharistic prayers, as the prayer that we pray that shapes our believing, but I want to use that second reading. The second reading was so beautiful, it's that he's like a prisoner, and he's just beseeching the people to live in a manner worthy of their calling in all what? Humility and gentleness and patience, striving, are you ready for this? For the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. That's what he's urging us to do, to strive 
for the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. The Spirit unites us, and as we listen to the prayers of the Eucharist, of the Mass, it's always, always, only the Spirit uniting us. It's never about discord or brokenness or hate or fighting. Those things are the opposite. That would be sacrilegious to what we believe and who we are, to do the things that we see out there in the world. And so we have this concept, and this is why I think this is the very heart of Jesus, the very heart of the Holy Spirit. And I want to share that with you in light of what we see in our real world. When we go into our real world, out into our homes, into our jobs, into our social media, onto our websites, what do we encounter there? What do we encounter when we go into our church, when we see our church on social media or on websites or in the news? When we encounter those things, we will have, after today's Mass, the ability to focus on what God's called us to focus on, the ability to live the way God's called us to live, the ability to believe what God thinks is most important of all. Einstein, we won't call him Saint Einstein. I like to kid about that sometimes, but he's just Einstein. I uh, had a great saying. He says, the same consciousness, <laughs> he says, you can't solve a problem, okay? with the same consciousness that created the problem. If you're going to solve a problem, you're going to have to get a different consciousness working on it than the one that created the problem. And in church, we bring in the same consciousness into our prayer that created the problem that's out there in the world. We bring all that we heard in the world and we bring it with us in our consciousness and we pray asking God to fix all the things to make it work out for me. But what God wants us to do, what does God want in the prayer of the Eucharist? When we pray the prayer of the Mass, what is God trying to get to happen in our hearts and in our minds? God wants to change us. God wants to transform us. God wants to completely revamp everything we think, do, uh, because what God's trying to do is right along those words, repent and believe in the gospel. I want you to be my people in my world. And so what I want to do here is I want to look at the prayers that are in the Eucharist, and I want to look at the words that are in the Eucharist. I want to look at what's not in the prayers of the Eucharist and the words that are never, ever used in the prayers of the Eucharist. And then I want us to open our hearts and say, God, let me become what I pray at the Eucharist, always only. Let me never do what I never hear in the Eucharist, always only. So are you ready for what we pray? Paul says, strive to preserve the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. Be humble, be patient. There's one body, there's one Spirit, there's one hope, there's one Lord, there's one faith, there's one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. God's in everyone. God's everywhere. This earth is Christ-soaked. Can you imagine that? A, not a bad earth, 
a Christ-soaked earth. Let's listen to the prayers, and I'll, I'll show you why I said those things. And let's try to allow those to transform us. Here's how we begin Mass. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. So now praying is starting to shape our belief and transform us. We believe in grace, we believe in love, and we believe in fellowship. We don't believe in the opposite of those things, disgrace or hate or fighting. Then we say, Lord, have mercy seven times. And we say, through my fault, through my fault, through my fault, three times. We never say, through my spouse's fault, through my enemy's fault, through the other political party's fault. We never point the finger at anyone in the Mass. We always just say, through my fault, through my fault, through my fault. We look at our own lives and we ask God to have mercy here. Then we say, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace. Yeah, that's the prayer of the Mass that transform us. We never ask for discord or brokenness or war. We sing, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Do you believe that? Heaven and earth are full of God's glory. Wow, the earth is never a bad place. God's the creator of the earth. We pray that God will grant his church peace and unity throughout the whole world. Peace and unity. Watch it. Those words are going to come up the whole mass. Division is never ever in our prayers. It's the exact opposite of our prayers and who we're called to be. We will never be transformed the way God intends if we promote division. We pray that the Holy Spirit comes down on this bread and wine. We hold our hands like this and we say, and make this, the Holy Spirit, come down and make this the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Wow, always only, every good thing that happens is the Holy Spirit doing it in the Mass. And out in the world, whatever good thing's going to happen, it's going to be the Holy Spirit working through us. And then we pray this prayer. We pray that partaking of the body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ, we may be gathered into one by the Holy Spirit. Again, we're called to unity. We're called to be one. And the only way that's going to happen is by the Holy Spirit. God is madly in love with you. And God is madly in love with everyone you encounter. We are called to be transformed by the prayers of the Mass. So then we pray, <clears throat> God, bring us to the fullness of love and charity. Then we pray for mercy again. And then we pray, in mercy and love, unite all your children. Are you getting what the church believes? Are you getting what we are defined to be? We pray that the Mass will bring peace and salvation to all the world. And we never, ever pray for the opposite. Peace and salvation to all the world. We pray that Jesus leave us peace, give us peace, grant us peace and unity. And then we say the peace of the Lord be with you always. And then we give peace to everyone. Peace and unity. Then guess what? We pray for mercy again. <laughs> what do we believe? Who what words are always only used in the Mass? They define us, who we are, what we believe, and how we live. What words are never used in the Mass? Those also define 
who we're not and what we would never imagine doing. God, transform us to be always and only the prayers and the words of the Mass because this is our faith at its very source and at its summit. And what a transforming faith. Faith, change us, Lord. Change us, Lord, by the way we pray. What a wonderful prayer. What a wonderful faith we have.